Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Power Rangers! <laughs> Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 34 of Live and Let Die Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gosei Sentai Die Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, our listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and my brother, Dave. Dave, how are you today? Doing well, man. It is hot on the east side. Oh, really? You having a scorcher? No, uh, no I wouldn't say... I wouldn't a, go so a, a far as that. A verifiable scorcher? <laughs> no, God, listen. Listen, I just said no. No, it's just, it's hot, but what's throwing me off is that it's only May the 7th when we're recording this, and it's way too hot for me. To, it wasn't like the 80s today. I don't need it to be in the 80s on May the 7th. Makes uh, me dread the rest of summer. Now, see, now that's your problem, because over here on the on the west side, I took a stroll up by the lake today, as is my want on a beautiful oh, afternoon. Right. Yeah, 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 because you're a big jerk. Yep, yep. Hey, listen, <laughs> uh, I get to live by the lake, you get a full summer vacation, so we're both jerks. <laughs> All right. So anyway, anyway, so it's beautiful. Yeah, it was like 70 end. degrees with a nice breeze and partially cloudy. It was perfect out. Um, nice. So, I don't know, maybe come hang out by the lake sometime. Anyway... <laughs> Today, we're watching episode 34 of Live and Let Die Ranger. Uh, it is called The Prickly Maiden Hunt. And Dave, before we get into that, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. And you want to know what the first star is? Man, I burn to know. It consumes my being well, to know a, what the first star is. There's a lot of stuff that I've been watching this week that Too isn't Die Ranger. Okay. And I know. I, I know how that sounds. I'm not losing faith in the project, Dave. Don't get me wrong. I just need to spread out my interests a little bit. There's, listen, man, there's one episode a week. We watch one episode a week. You're free to watch other things. Lord knows I have been. And anyway, we'll so talk what have you about been that watching? later in the five stars. But the first star. We actually, <laughs> I forgot we actually are talking about that. But what's the first thing, Matt? The first star, Dave, is that the thing that I've been watching sort of in between all my other things, not just uh-huh. this week, but actually for the last couple of weeks, is that uh, you know that I'm a subscriber to the WWE Network, right? I did know that, man. And a so, steal at only what ten bucks a month, right? Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Maybe not a steal at nine ninety nine, but you know, definitely good, uh, good value. Well, I'm trying to get the most out of it. Uh, you know, for at least for the time that I decide to keep it. And so, a couple of weeks, maybe a month ago, I decided to look up a match from our friend. Uh, William Regal. Well, I mean, not Fred, but the guy that we saw at NXT, uh, William Regal. Because I don't know if you know this, he used to be an in-ring performer, and he was great. Uh, I didn't. I mean, okay, I did, but only because you told me. Okay, so I went to go look up an old William Regal match just to see him work, and it came up with a match of his in 1994. I want to say it was Slamboree, okay? Cool. Which is a WCW pay-per-view. Um, uh, they all have great names like that. It's like Slambury, Bash at the Beach, Halloween Havoc. You know, it's, listen, right. it's wrestling pay-per-views in 1994. They're all going to yeah, have yeah. these names. And so what I've been doing is after I finished watching Slambury, I've just been watching all of the other WCW pay-per-views that follow that. 
Cool. And it's really weird to go back and watch them because since I'm watching them in order, you get a lot of the same people instead of just randomly picking an event out of like, you know, somewhere in the mid-90s. Oh, rad. And so basically what it is is I am just watching a ton of Johnny B. Bad matches. I don't know who Oh, dude, or look up a picture of Johnny B. Bad. Is? Johnny B. Bad was basically um, if Little Richard was a wrestler. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Sort of. Um, yeah, Johnny B. Bad was great. Or, okay, I don't know if Johnny B. Bad was great. These matches are a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, a lot of Johnny B. Bad, a lot of stunning Steve Austin, a ton of Hulk Hogan, because this is right when Hogan was coming into WCW. Nice, nice. So how far away? Let me, before you continue, Matt, and I do want to hear a little bit more about this, but how far back does the network go like could 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 i come over on a saturday and we could be like watching the iron sheik is that well you know like how the wwe network is sort of like marvel unlimited and it has stuff going like way way back but there Uh are also weird gaps sometimes oh okay that might not be the case actually because it does have the pay-per-views but what it doesn't have is all of the old like weekly shows but it does have some of them and so you can sort of cobble together a watching experience by going back through it. But um, it's not like you can't just sit down and watch everything from 1987 or something. No. Although actually some years you can. Like there are some years in the 90s where they just recently put in like every one of the Monday Night Raws, which I'm not going to watch because I'm not that committed. But, <laughs> um, you know, if you want to watch Stunning Steve Austin defend the uh, the TV title, then you can do that. You can do that any old time, and that is what I have been doing. Uh, sort yeah, of in my I feel like time. I definitely want to do that. Uh, the Macho Man just came over. It was great. Yeah. So, you know, the Mega Powers are back how together. Much, how much Ultimate Warrior would I be able to get, Matt? Um, I want to know about I want to know about the Ultimate Warrior, and I want to know about, um, oh, what was it called, like, Animal and... Something or other. They oh, had like Hawk red shoulder animal, pads with like warriors. Was it was it road warriors? They had like football pads with like big black spikes on them. Yeah, hawk and animal. Yeah, hawk and animal. I want to know what's up with those guys. Uh, they were weird Mad Max dudes. I mean, that was pretty much it. Awesome. I, I actually never, until you just said it, I never thought of them as Mad Max guys. I just thought of them as like, oh, hawk and animal. All right, cool. Well, I mean, they were called the Road Warriors, and they were out in like uh, here. Let me Google this real quick. No, no, no. It makes it's. You're absolutely right. It makes a hundred percent sense. Just you know, when I was nine, I didn't know that Road Warrior was a movie. Oh yeah, no, so... we were not watching Road Warrior in that time period. But let's see, the Road Warriors were um, active. Years active, 1983 to 2005? What were they what? still doing in 2005? That seems almost impossible. Well, you know how it is. I mean, got, like, okay. a lot of wrestlers will come out of retirement for, like, a match here and there. But I think that their time in the WWF was a lot closer to that uh, 1980s date. Which puts it right okay. around, you know, right around the right time period. Anyway, so... I just... Uh, listen, if anybody out there listening knows what's up <laughs> and if i could get some 2005 road warriors action i just i gotta know what's happening 
I, Not I, enough to look it I up myself. I haven't seen it, but I'll tell you what. I get the real impression that if those guys were really working in 2005, you do not want to watch it because that is going to be a sad sight. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, okay, well... Okay, well, anyway, okay. so that's the first star of the week. 1994 WCW pay-per-views. I just finished watching Starcade. It was great. It had a, an extremely young Triple H. Like... Oh, super cool. duper young. Like he was not Triple even Triple H, H of uh, Sabretooth fame, right? You know what? That's not Triple H. I thought that for about 10, 12 years that the dude who played Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie was Triple H. Absolutely not the case. I thought that until literally just now. Yeah. No, I didn't feel real good about myself when I realized that mistake. Really? That's not Who is it? Just some dude. I have no idea. I've, I've looked it up since. But uh, anyway, I will look that up. But Dave, while I'm doing that, why don't you tell us about our second star of the week? Oh, so our second star of the week, Matt, and it's actually a little bit weird that I'm talking about this and not you, but let's talk about the Russian Revolution for just a second, Matt. Please. So the Russian Revolution is crazy. And I just, sorry, I bring this up as like a side point to something else. Because what I really want to talk about is a cartoon show. Surprise, surprise. But I'm teaching Animal Farm in one of my classes. And it's actually the first time... Like, I've read Animal Farm. But it's the first time I've ever taught Animal Farm. So it's like, you know, I want to make sure I'm kind of getting all of the details of the Russian Revolution right. So I'm like going back. I'm looking up a handful of things. And most of it I had right. And some of it I was like, oh, I'd forgotten about X or Y or Z. Because how often do I talk about the Russian Revolution? Well, not as often as me, but few people do. Yeah, hint, not frequently. Um, but I was looking on. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find like a documentary or something to show the kids. Yeah, because it's great to get like footage and pictures and voiceover if you can get it. It really, you know, it's it's cool. I promise. Sometimes when your teacher shows you a video, it's because they're just not feeling it that day. Uh huh. You know, sometimes it's not a proud moment. We all do it. But oftentimes when the teacher is showing you a video, it's not because they're feeling lazy. It's because it's actually good stuff. But what I actually want to talk about, this is the long way around to this, Matt, is the show Hysteria. Do you remember this show? Oh, dude, I loved Hysteria. Hyst- okay, if you're not familiar at all, Hysteria was a Warner Brothers cartoon slightly like at the tail end of the kind of Animaniacs era. And very much in the same thing as Animaniacs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be very surprised if it wasn't a bunch of the same people working on it. And what the show was, it was like 20-odd minutes, like 23 minutes, however long, like a half an hour a show is, minus commercials. And they would just tackle an era of history in 20-odd minutes with hilarious cartoons. And I remembered that much. What I did not remember, Matt, is how few punches they pulled. Oh, dude, like, that, that show, like... It was, like... It, it was, was a straight really shooter. Good. Oh, yeah, man. So I was... Because I went back and I, just, I watched the episode on the Russian Revolution. I was like, I wonder if this will be... Maybe I could show this to the kids. And I think, unfortunately, they were, like, right in the vein where, like, they wouldn't dig it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, slightly too old like, for hysteria, but not old enough and know enough about the Russian Revolution already to, like, dig it as an adult. Gotcha, gotcha. But, but one of the sketches, and I'm sure you'll remember it, one of the sketches is My Buddy Stalin. Dude, My Buddy Stalin is, I think, my favorite sketch from the entire, I think it was, what, two seasons of that show? Uh, it may have been three, but yeah. 
It's so the idea of this sketch is it's like like a 1950s sitcom, and this kid is bummed out because his dad's not around for some reason, and he wants to go to the father son camp out or the father child camp out, and so his mom's like, "Don't worry about it," but like, I got a new friend for you, and it's like Iron Joe Stalin. It's Joseph Stalin, and so Joseph Stalin is just friends with this kid, and. Uh, he is just like to the kid. He's fine, but anybody who crosses this kid is like dragged off to the gulag. Yeah, and like they're all sitting even... around a campfire, and people just get like slowly disappeared throughout the course of the cookout. Like it it's is... not even. It's not subtle. Joe's just like take them away. It's. I mean, it really gives you a pretty solid idea of how casual Stalin was about it, but. The show hysteria, seriously, if you uh, just check it out, it's it's hilarious. It's fun. I definitely I recommend watching it, especially if you're sort of like a a history buff. Uh, I don't need to talk about it for a whole lot longer. That's that's basically it. I just thought of it and I saw my buddy Stalin and I was like, I got to tell Matt. I got to remind Matt of my buddy Stalin. It's fantastic. So what, Matt? So beyond wrestling and our shared love of cartoons uh what is our third star of the week uh actually before we get into our third star dave brief yep. update on the first star oh, okay. the guy's name is tyler main who played okay. uh Sabretooth in that first movie and i right think that we got confused because he actually was a professional wrestler okay but he wasn't triple h i guess we just and now that I'm looking at him, like his nose is nowhere near big enough to be Triple H. Like it's very clearly not Triple H. Yeah. But you know, he had the same hair back in the, those days. And uh, let's see, Tyler Maine has wrestled under the name Skywalker Nitron. Right on. Um, and Gully Gaspar and a few others. Dude, but I think Skywalker his... Nitron is a lot better than Gully Gaspar. His IMDb picture is way scarier than he looked at Sabretooth. Dang. Uh, okay, so uh, that's <laughs> Sorry, our Matt, brief update. Our... That is our Sabretooth update. What is our, Matt, third star of the week? Oh, third star, real brief. Um, this weekend, as I think I mentioned maybe even in last week's episode, uh, producer Mark is coming out to visit, and so is our old friend and actually your old college roommate, Cody. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Coming down, we are going to go to a baseball game, which is not a thing that I normally do. But, you know, why not? Go to a ball game. It's the summertime. Yeah. Totally. I'm actually super bummed out that I'm going to miss it. I am, as I mentioned last week, I'm going to a LARP event this week. So I am not actually going to be in Cleveland when our friends from out of town are going to be in Cleveland, which is well, which is a real shame. Thankfully, but, we will see each other later on this summer. But yeah. that, uh, that's really actually it for Star 3 because I'm, I'm sure I will have updates later. But that's just what is going on in my life right now dave what is our fourth star of the week so as we often do matt uh it's kind of a composite star there's a bunch of cool stuff happening in comic book television and comic comic book media and so now it's time for our award-winning segment award comic books on the screen (laughs) i wondered where you were going with that title so did i so first thing, we did just get confirmed that is it who is is ABC is doing a Supergirl show or is it the CW? Uh, CBS actually. 
It is okay, CBS. Wow, neither of the two things that I said. Awesome. So we did just get confirmed that CBS is doing a Supergirl show, which is cool. Yeah, and the weird thing about it is that it is like the producer on that show is the same either person or people who are the producers on the CW shows, like The Flash and The Arrow. Oh. And so there's a lot of speculation. I'm, this has either been confirmed or very highly uh, rumored that the Supergirl show, despite the fact that it's not actually on the same network, will be within the same continuity as the, the uh, Arrow oh, and the wow. Flash shows. I'm not actually sure cool. how that would work, but it'd be neat. Dude, I have no idea. Like the whole, there's like a giant labyrinthine universe of who can use what based on like blah, 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 blah. Listen, uh, Brian, who you may remember, well, you may remember because we're friends. You, the listener, may remember from the live <laughs> yeah, episode. No, I, I was um, like, is this a new Brian that I don't know? No, no, no. Uh, Brian has a theory that they're doing all of these separate DC continuities so that eventually they can do Crisis on Infinite Earths and have them all join together. I and, and I don't know if that's think. actually what they're doing, but if that is what they've been seeding for the last however many years, that is genius. It, wow. That would be... I want that to be true. I That would be great. I would love if that were true. I feel like it's probably not. Just let me live in but, the moment, Dave. But hey. But anyways, there's a Supergirl show coming up, which I think is going to be super fun-ish. I mean, I don't actually... Here's the problem. Supergirl isn't... I don't know. Like, I read a fair amount of comic books, Matt. I couldn't name a Supergirl villain for you. I can name Crypto the Super Horse. No. No, Comet the Super Horse. Comet the Super Horse, who is like a weird, you know, he's got his that whole weird bag. It's like sure, one of the most famously weird stories, right? Your boyfriend. You know, I mean, I'm not, not to get me, don't get me wrong, man. I'm stoked that she's getting a show. I think it's going to be cool and fun, and I'm always happy to see more superheroes on television. But I think, honestly, I think that might just be the result of the fact that neither of us read DC as much as Marvel that I can't call up a well, lot of uh, that's, that's Supergirl villains. I know that Vartox is going to be in that show, and listeners, if you don't know who yeah! Vartox is, go look up a, go look up a picture of that just dude. Just, oh man, I love Vartox. Okay, um, if you don't immediately know what Vartox looks like, then instead, why don't you look up a picture of Sean Connery in the classic film uh, Zardoz? I believe is, is that his character? Was it Zard? I don't know how to spell Zardoz. I don't know why. D O Z. I believe. I don't know why I feel embarrassed about not knowing how to spell Zardoz, but because that's entirely reasonable that you would be embarrassed about that. Maybe. Yeah, go look up a picture of Sean Connery in Zardoz. Yeah, and put a Zardoz. vest on that. Z-A-R-D-O-Z. And that's basically Vartox. Like, same <laughs> Man, I'm mustache, looking at it now and it's same good. speedo, same thigh-high boots. Uh, oh, man. Matt, the trailer is on YouTube. I'll watch it later. It is uh, it is a bold look. There was just an episode of the podcast, How Did This Get Made, where they talked about Zardoz. And that movie sounds even more bonkers than Die Ranger. And that is saying a lot. Uh, yeah. Speaking of bonkers yeah, well, stuff, I'm looking at it, and that makes sense to me. Uh, speaking of bonkers stuff, um, uh, Gorilla Grodd was on the Flash this week. Like, oh yeah, okay. They, listen, they went full Grodd. Like, okay. Don't wait. Wait. Don't say too much because I'm waiting for. I dude, I have no time to watch TV other than like the stuff that I cram into my life. 
don't, I, don't, I want to catch up on Flash, so don't tell me too much about it. I mean, I knew Grodd was coming. You knew it was happening. Sure. That I being mean, said, can I proceed. just say like three or four words? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Sure. Super intelligent, telepathic, um, super ape. Yeah, everybody wants that. Yeah, that's an actual thing that they put on a TV show. Speaking of, Matt, you still owe me and our other friends an adventure game. Because you know what? I wrote up an awesome character. Okay, adventure is in like 30 seconds. It is a pulp fiction uh, RPG set in the same universe as some of White Wolf's other superhero-oriented properties. My character was a mad scientist who had a hyper-intelligent gorilla man servant named Maximus Kong. And we played it for like one game, and then we never played it again. And that's a crime. So make that happen. It is sad. It was a sad moment. I did run an adventure one-shot that you declined to take part in, I if you will recall, doing a, sir. I was doing a different... I was doing a different thing. I know, I, was playing, I know I think, you were. I'm just giving you a hard time. Mark. Anyway. So, yeah. Gorilla Grodd. Hyper-intelligent telepathic ape it was on tv guys we live in a beautiful golden age in uh, many ways um is there anything else under the same category oh oh uh, uh real quickly there have been some shots released from x-men age of apocalypse jubilee is in them and she looks exactly like jubilee and it's the best yeah dude bright yellow jacket it's great check yeah, it out bright yellow jacket like high-waisted denim jeans and like a neon pink shirt it's killer so Matt, um, okay, and that's a general star. Sort of that award-winning segment, having wrapped up, Matt. What is our fourth star of the week? Well, our fourth star of the week, Dave, was our award-winning segment, comic books, <laughs> on the screen. On the screen. Our fifth, our fifth star. Sorry. Our fifth star of the week. Uh, this is just a brief thing that I want to discuss with you and our listeners. Is that okay? This is, as we've mentioned, episode thirty-five of Die Ranger. Which means we are basically running out of Freak of the Week episodes. We've got one this week. We might have another one or two floating around. But generally speaking, from here on in, like everything sort of has consequences. Characters are either being introduced to sort of bring us towards the end of the show or being brought back to close out storylines from here on out, right? Okay. We're sort of entering that last phase, that last main act of the show, okay? Got it. Which means that eventually, Live and Let Die Ranger is going to go away. Because there's not going to be any more Die Ranger. Right. And Yeah, there's a year of it. As we talked about, I don't know how many episodes ago, the plan is that we are going to go on to season two, which in which we will tackle a different show. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide which show that's going to be. Um, the easiest one is going to be Zoo Ranger, because there are DVDs for it that I own. Um, there are other options. We could go forward or back in time so far as we can actually, so long as we can actually find the series and find it with, uh, subtitles because I don't speak Japanese. Right. So uh, I'm just bringing this up as a general point of order because you and I need to figure this out. And listeners, if you have an (laughs) opinion as to whether or not we should be doing Zoo Ranger or something else, please let us know because... Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we are doing this... Well, honestly, we're doing this mostly for ourselves, but we are also doing it mostly for you. So... It's like... Yeah. It's it's like split down the middle, I would say. Anyway, so if you have strong opinions on it... um, 
let us know if we get a lot of uh, feedback. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a poll or something. That seems yeah, like a lot sure. of work. But we'll figure it out. All of we'll us together. We'll figure it out. Anyway, so that's our fifth star of the week, Dave. We are going to take a quick break. We are going to watch episode 34 of Gosei Sentai Die Ranger, which is titled The Prickly Maiden Hunt. Right on. And we'll be right back. Be right back. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. <laughs> oh, dude. To episode 34. <laughs> and Dave. Matt, wait. Okay, Matt, listen. You. You were going to ask me to provide a a summary of this episode, Matt. I, I was going to give it a shot. Yeah. Do you feel up to it this week? Okay, dude. I just... There's a guy... He's like a cactus soldier, and he kidnaps girls and their dolls. And then there's another cactus that is like Daigo's cactus, but it's like a girl spirit who was kidnapped by Goma. And then they fight. I, dude, I thought I was getting good at this. Like I thought I was starting to get like a handle on what, like I thought I would be prepared for what was coming. Uh, Dave, I, I don't think there was anything that could have properly just, prepared like, me for this one. They just keep doubling down on the weirdness. Like, it's the just... just keep coming. Relentlessly. Okay, let's just... You thought that we had gotten our weird episodes out of the way last week with the... Uh, yeah, man. The media magician, but no. No. This is... No, we got another weird one here, folks. This is, like, early Dire Rangers weird. Yeah. This is, like, Key Clown weird. Okay. Let's just start from the beginning. So... (laughs) Okay. Okay. So there's a a guy and his daughter, and they're driving in a car, and there's some music playing. It's in English, and not, like, a Japanese singer trying to sing in English. Like, just very clearly somebody from, like, America or something. Uh, I'm pretty sure the lines that they're singing are... Don't you know that I could smell your secret? And I, I mentioned this while we were watching it. I think you're wrong. I think that they're saying, don't you know I can smell your cigarette? Now, either of those are weird because, one, why would you smell a secret? And, two, why would you sing a song about smelling a cigarette? I think your so, version probably makes more sense because a cigarette is actually something that you smell. But it's a weird song either way. So... So they pull into it's a, not a typical uh, topic for the yeah. news. <laughs> anyway, stale cigarette. So it's, it's a father and daughter driving in this car. They drive up to a gas station, and there is a gas station attendant who sort of uh, this is the monster. Like clearly, he comes out and he's got on like full army fatigues, but his nails are painted, and he's, we don't know why. He's sort of he's skipping out to the car. It's a very sort of like um, juvenile uh, and like uh, all feminine. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. He's got like a very sort of like juvenile feminine vibe to him. Um, and so he walks out of the yes. car, and the guy, the father, says, "I want a full tank of gas." And then he like gets out and 
starts to go into the store and the guy in the army fatigues leans into the girl and says something like do you want to like play with me you know he just says play with me it's not even like well, what, what he first to? says is what when he pulls up he leans over into the girl's window and is like oh you're so cute i could just eat you up oh yeah and then like the daughter is clearly uh not by this like happy about this and the dad is like okay uh you stay here and fill up the car i'm going to go in and use the bathroom <laughs> so he goes and he's walking in leaving his daughter with this like real creep yeah and so he says play with me and the girl's like what and kind of gives him a look that indicates that she is having the proper response and then he says the guy says i'll be gentle <laughs> which just like ratchets the creep factor up so he like, like opens the car door 11. to like abduct this child yeah. again we are within the first maybe three minutes of this episode not even not even three minutes and this girl is got cigarette solid. songs and child abduction and so the dad turns around right. thankfully the guy the army fatigues guy does like a little dance and turns into like a red cactus person with like some medals on him like m-e-d-a-l-s and uh says something like i'm the cactus general and like shoots needles out of himself at the dad yeah and like well, he, yeah, he sort of slaps him around a bit that's first right, and, like, throws right. him across the gas station sort of lot. Then he, then transforms, he transforms and he shoots some needles into him. And the dad is sort of left scrambling, running out into the road. Right. And so we cut to the rangers. And the rangers are just, like, cruising. They're out for a drive in, like, a jeep. Like a jeep with the top down. Uh, nobody is wearing seatbelts. I think it's, They're all sort of crammed into it, sort of like sitting on the sides yeah, of Shoji it. Yeah, and Kazu are just like up on the edges of the Jeep. It is enormously unsafe. These are not your road safety role models. Yeah, for real. And so they are driving down the road, and it, as it happens, it's the same you know uh, road that the gas station is on. And so the guy has been stuck with needles and he kind of stumbles out into the road and yeah, he's like yelling for help and then he collapses. The rangers stop, they jump out. All the rangers are attending to this guy and Ryu says, Daigo, you go like see what's going on. So Daigo like runs off from the rest of them uh, away from this clearly dying man. Right. Yeah, there's four other We, ever, got we don't ever see this guy again, do we? Uh, no, we do not. My this could, because my assumption was that this guy straight up dies. He gets that could be mistaken. He gets hurt pretty bad. That's not and an he's not having a good assumption. day on a few different levels. Yeah. So Daiko runs off, goes into the gas station, and discovers that the gas station attendant that we had previously Hold seen up. was not the real gas station attendant. Right. That is true. Uh, I would like to point out it is apparently a gas station slash creepy doll shop. Well, I I. We will return to that because I okay. think it's just a gas station that this monster has sort of moved into and was using as a base of operations. That's fair and also horrifying. Because the gas station attendant, the real one, is dead yeah. and lying sort of like behind the counter covered in, or, you know, with a bunch of needles stuck in. Which actually, them. Matt, makes your theory all the more horrifying 
because I had just assumed that like this had been kind of like an immediate thing. Like gas station general goes in, kills her, and then it's like waiting and la- laying in wait for more people to show up. That if you were suggesting that he has just like set up base here, it means that he just killed the gas station attendant and like left her. Yeah, because we will see later when we get to another place where the Cactus General has sort of holed up. Yeah. Down in a quarry. Uh, and I want to talk about the quarry later on. Yeah. Because it's a special quarry special episode. Special quarry this week. episode this week. But we see his place and it is also covered in dolls. Yeah. So my thought is that he just sort of brought some dolls with him to make it feel more homey. Oh, oh, just the any, like, there's no direction to go with this that isn't horrifying. So, Daigo sees a cactus sitting on the counter. Just an actual, up, like an actual cactus, not like a Goma like a monster small cactus. small cactus. And he picks it up and he doesn't just say like, oh, this is a cactus. That guy had needles in him out there. I wonder if there's some sort of cactus thing. No, instead he looks at it and says, this is the cactus from my apartment. And then we get... <laughs> cue flashback. The craziest flashback in the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we see him, and like he's like doing a little voiceover at the beginning, and he says it was winter, and he's like he's walking down the street, and he sees a girl crouching by like some garbage, and he goes to walk over to her, and she disappears, and lying on the ground is a cactus. In Japan in the winter. And sure, so, why not? by the way, the little girl before she disappeared was like petting the face of a garbage stuffed animal, oh, telling yeah. it that it was cold and it needed to warm up. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, thank you. I had forgotten about that. Oh, I might never forget <laughs> about that. <laughs> so this clearly ghost kind of fades away and you Daigo walks over and there's a cactus there and there is some like baroque french horn playing in the background okay like suitable for a viennese ball right and so he picks this cactus up and he turns around and there's the girl like the same girl that he just saw <laughs> and, and she she's says, sort of like standing further away on the other side of some train tracks yeah. and she says Something to the effect of, like, my name is, or I am, uh, what was her name? Michiru? I, is that right? Uh, Michiru, yeah, Michiru. Yeah. Slash a ghost. She doesn't say she, that. I don't think she says a ghost. She doesn't. I feel like it's implied. Oh, it's very much implied. <laughs> Daigo. Daigo just is like, oh, hey, uh, I'm Daigo. Cool. And she says, ah, you seem like you... Like that cactus? And Daigo, because he's and a he's, boss, says... Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I like all plants and animals. I like everything that lives on this earth. All life is precious. Because Daigo's the best. You might have forgotten it if we hadn't brought it up in a while. But yeah, Daigo is 100% the best, nicest, kindest person in the right. world. And so, like, the train goes by, and she, like, Jason Bourne's out behind this train. And then we cut to Daigo in his apartment... Where he is, like, rehabilitating this cactus, basically. 
basically. Yeah, like, it had been sort of, like, wilted and so forth. And so he leaves it, you know, like, he brings it out into his, like, patio to get some sun. And he waters it. And he's like, ah. But then, like, in the springtime, this cactus disappeared. Right. So, flashback to the present. The ghost girl is back. She says, he doesn't, she doesn't say anything. That's right. He just sees her. Sort of across the street. So he goes chasing after her. Right. And then it's kind of like a ghost chase scene. Like, he runs to where she is. And then when he gets there, she's gone. And then we, like, see her somewhere else in the background. And he, like, runs there. And they do this around, like, a couple of different scenes. Like, a couple different locales, I guess. Yes. And she is leading him, eventually, to the quarry. Right. So they're in the quarry. Well, no, no. First, before we get to that, okay. we yeah, see yeah, somebody yeah. else in the quarry. We see Gara show up in the quarry. Oh, that's right. But here's the thing about the quarry this week, is this week, they're working in the quarry. Yeah. Like, there are trucks and stuff digging up stones and carrying them away, but it's not regular quarry workers. It is Kotopoteros dressed up in, like, quarry worker jumpsuits. And then also, there are, like... uh there's also, like, a junkyard there or something. There's, like, a bunch of old cars that are just kind of sitting around. But, like, lined up. I think there's just, like, a junkyard portion that they found a spot to shoot in. Yes. And so, Gara shows up at the at General Cactus's, like, hut, I guess. I think it's sort of like his foreman's hut. Like, you know, he is in charge there. Okay. Maybe, because he's sort of wearing a camo jumpsuit, and all the rest of them are all wearing similar jumpsuits. Yeah. That's my only thought, is, like, he is the general, and they are his minions, but instead of war, they're digging up stones, I guess. And so... Because, you know, quarries. Right. And so we see the Cactus General, he's in his human form, and the place, his his office or whatever, is filled with both super creepy dolls... And also, like, real children dressed up as, like, really fancy dolls. Um, it's and just... these children are all, like, they are sort of, you know, like, spaced out, and, you know, staring yeah, like off frozen. into the distance. My notes, just... <laughs> My notes just say in all caps, what is happening? I am deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a really, guys, it's a weird moment. Uh, and so the Shogun Cactus General, sorry, is just sitting there and Gara comes up and is like, you need to do your job. Like, you were sent to destroy the Die Rangers. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't have time to play with your dolls. And he's like, listen, okay, like after being reprimanded for a bit, he's like, okay, it's fine. I've already taken the first steps. Just, you know, just wait for it. I'm on it. I'm on it. And so Daigo, again, is chasing the, he's chasing the girl. He shows up in the quarry and there's like a dump truck or something. And there's a bunch of life-sized dolls sitting on the truck and around it, but they have like, super-duper weird, creepy doll masks. Like, very crude faces. Yeah. Now, here's something that I think I noticed, but I could have been wrong about. Okay. Maybe it was just a similarity that I thought was significant, but these creepy, life-sized dolls were dressed in the same way that the actual humans in his hut that had been turned into dolls were dressed. Yeah, totally. And these... 
And these dolls are about to attack Daigo with machetes. Right. Because that's what you attack with. So here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I am thinking that this cactus monster has somehow transferred this sort of life and ability to move from the children into dolls. So now he has children for dolls and dolls for, like, active moving creatures that he can sick on people. Yeah, that makes sense and is horrifying. Yep, okay. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page for both of those factors. Yep. Both make sense and is the creepiest. Yeah, it's awful. So, so Daigo now has to fight these machete dolls. Right. Which he, you know, like he makes fairly short work of them. Like, that's not a big deal. So then when he beats them, they just like disappear slash fade away. And he kind of runs to a spot and you just see like a picnic table. I'm pretty sure it's actually the same picnic table that the key clown was sitting at. I noticed the same. I think it was the the picnic table with like the multicolored umbrella that sticks out of the metal. Yep, that we've actually seen the it a couple of times. Drinking. Yeah. And so he just sees it and Daigo's like, what even is happening right now? Oh, the, and the cactus. His cactus is sitting on the table. And then General Cactus fades in in his human form. And sits down, and he starts taunting Daigo. He's like, and this this part gets a little hard to understand, so yeah. we might go a little back and forth here. Forgive us if it's a little hard to follow. <laughs> right. We are having just as much trouble as you are. Okay, so the cactus, we see, the, what's the girl's name again? Michiko? Mich- uh, Mich- um, Michiru. Michiru, sorry. She appears in the place of the cactus, and... Daigo's like, what is happening? And then it's it's not even creepy like on a show level. It's kind of creepy on like just that the actors did this, had to do this level. Because General Cactus like puts his arm around like the he's sitting and she's standing. He like puts his arm around the waist of this girl and kind of like leans his head on her side. It's 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 weird. It's uncomfortable it's, to it's watch. It's uncomfortable to watch. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm going to tip my hand here. No matter what your downside is or low point this week, Dave, my low point is going to be how genuinely creepy this is. Not, as you say, on a show level, just on like being uncomfortable to watch with the actors. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a weird one. Okay, so he says, General Cactus does, oh, you thought she was like your friend? No, she's a water hoarding cactus and she's on this old man's side yeah and and like michiru then sort of like cries and starts apologizing to daigo so michiru is not a ghost she's a she is the spirit of this cactus yeah i think i think you're right and it's it is weird because she keeps saying like i'm sorry and like forgive me and it's like you haven't done anything. Like you haven't done anything. You are literally just like and a she cactus will not spirit. Do anything. And she doesn't do anything. At no point I mean, does I she guess make any she action. She sort of led Daigo into a trap. Ah, uh, maybe. I think maybe that's what she's apologizing for because it's literally the only possibility because she hasn't done anything. Okay. So they start arguing. Um, the Cactus General transforms into his monster form, and he shoots some needles at Daigo. 
Yeah. Like into his stomach. Uh, Michiru slash Cactus Girl runs over to help him. And at this point, the general cactus says like, oh, well, I don't need you anymore. And hits her in the back with some needles. She falls over, apparently critically wounded. She Right. She goes down. Because I, I feel like a cactus girl spirit would be, you I feel know. like you'd have some damage reduction. Against, yeah. yeah. Against, you know, cactus needles. But apparently not. And this is just what we're, this is the world. This is the insane world that we are living in now. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So Gara shows up. And, like, she attacks Daigo, breaks the cactus, and then she goes... Okay, this is very... Okay. She goes on this sort of rant about how, like, humans are creating too much carbon dioxide and that we are killing... Humans are killing the Earth and that all the green plants will be dead. And then it goes into like a quick like photo montage, like video montage of a handful of like negative, you know, sort of like negative environmental Im- images. One of which, Matt, you see like a general shaking someone's hand and I would put money that it is Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf. Like it is General Sh- Norman Schwarzkopf. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this was 1993, so yeah. I might have my dates wrong, but like that is right around Gulf War Part 1. Right. And so there's just a picture of like this American general shaking a dude's hand and then like some other stuff. And then like blighted desert lands and still photos of sad children. And like dead fish. Not together, but in a row. And she then she says, and like when the humans are all dead, like... Th- the Goma will take over, I guess. It's just... Yeah, it's like, it was weird because she said, when the humans are all dead, then we'll come and kill you. Yeah, and it it comes off as... I I think uh, you will have missed your window. It comes off as though, like, the Goma are, like, environmentalists, and, like, that's why they're trying to destroy people, which I don't think is the case. No, that has never been the case up until right, this point. But like, and I'm in pretty sure moment, it never comes up that way again. Yeah, but just like in this moment, that's kind of the vibe that they put off. So, oh, and then Gara's final line after this montage is, you will see hell. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> all right, sure. So she like fades out. Daigo's there by himself. I think he, like, he, like, calls the other rangers. He's like, Mayday, Mayday, the Gomer here and they're attacking. And so the other rangers show right, up. Right, because at this point, um, the Cactus fades back in. Like, Cactus General fades back in. Right. And he starts to fight with Daigo. Yeah. Well, the first thing he does is he summons some Kotopodoro who appear kneeling behind umbrellas. And then they stand up, and they're in army uniforms, and they throw the umbrellas at Daigo, which land like spike down around his feet and then explode. So sure. <laughs> like, you know, like they had just come from, you know, robbing the penguins closet. Yeah. Guys, I just, this episode is relentless. Okay, so, so the other Rangers are fighting and we get a good minute or so of just Daigo fighting by himself. Oh, and it's cool. That's right. That's right. We get a good minute of that, and then 
the rest of the Die Rangers show up, and we get like a good old fashioned like Die Rangers versus Kotopotoro fight. Yeah, the story that we haven't had in a while. Yeah, they pull out a couple of things. Uh, the what are their chakra weapons called? Chakram weapons. Oh, the um, the spinny razor discs. I can't remember. Yeah, the spinny razor discs. That's close. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rin pulls out those. Rin has her like spear thing, like her special. I totally had forgotten about the special spearheads that they all have, which is pretty cool. And it's just, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's a nice little showcase to remind you that they all have different kung fu styles. And after a while, the tide sort of turns in their direction. Daigo says, "You guys go and save the girls. I will stay here and fight with the the." Cactus General. Yeah. Oh, right before that does happen, Matt, there is a quick thing where the general shows up and he like flips the top of his head over and there's a flamethrower in it. Oh yeah. yeah. And he just shoots a flamethrower out of the top of his head and then like flips it back and then the rain Daigo says the thing. He's like, You guys go deal with that. Like, I will punch this guy until there is nothing left to punch. Right. And then, okay, so this is a great moment. So there's, like, a showdown. Like, they're staring at each other. They each have, like, a Daigo has a staff, and the general has a sword, and they're going to fight. So they, like, run, and they jump at each other, and they, like, clash in midair, and they jump back. And then uh, the cactus general shoots needles out at Daigo, which is his kind of, like, standard attack, I think. And Daigo, this is awesome. And This is beautiful. So Daigo goes down. And then I think he, like, flashes back to the girl, the cactus girl again. And then he he sort of, like, you see just his fist, and he, like, grabs the dart, and you know something awesome is about to happen. And he, like, stands up slowly and is like, Kiryoku, and he, like, there's, like, steam coming off of him. And he, like, forces the needles out just with the power of his chi. It's awesome. And then you just get this great shot of, like, the camera sort of focused in on his feet, and you just see all of the needles falling around it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. And then a beautiful thing happens. <laughs> so, Daigo, and I don't know if you wrote this down in your notes, Dave. I wrote it down in my notes and might be getting a tattoo of it later. <laughs> he points at the Cactus General and shouts at him, Die, you annoyance. Yeah! Oh it man, was so good! Cold, and then he summons like a giant phantom tank to just run into it. Yep. So that happens. So phantom tank, and then the other rangers arrive. Kiryoku Having bazooka sort of done their thing, right? They all summon the Kiryoku bazooka. They hit General Cactus with the Kiryoku bazooka, and. Uh- Oh, by the way, just before, like, after they fire and before the shot hits the Cactus General, mm-hmm. the sort of, like, last words that he has are, forgive me? Oh, yeah. Which I feel like it's a little late for that Cactus General. Late. I feel like maybe you should have uh, walked down that road a little bit earlier. <laughs> so he gets it with the bazooka. Right. He drops. And as he drops, I guess he had an enlarging bomb on him and he starts to grow. Yeah, that's fairly standard, I think, at this point. So... Oh, Ko shows up. Ko shows up, like, right at the end. Like, just as he's enlarging, I think. Yeah, after the enlarging bomb goes off, before they've summoned the robots. Right. So, they summon the robots. And so, you know, like, the robots all show up. And they do uh, Wong Tiger and Ryuseo 
Ryusei just attacks. I think he does like a, I forget what he does. He does like a flying jump kick or something. Uh, Whatever. It's it's the fairly standard like opening moves yeah. where they're in their warrior mode and they go to attack the monster ineffectually. Right. However, again, it's a cactus, Ryuseo. Maybe don't punch it. Doesn't go super well for him. So Ryuseo kind of like stumbles back and uh Wong Tiger creates Shoot, what's his super robot name? It's not Wong Tiger. Uh, it is uh, Kibadayo. Kibadayo, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. And so... This is the expertise that I bring to the table here, Dave. <laughs> uh, and so they create Kibadayo. Oh, uh, Cactus General does have cactus bombs, which is fun. Uh, it doesn't go super well for doesn't go super well. Back it's a good effort. Him, but, you know, good effort. everybody loves a nice cactus bomb. Yeah. And so cactus bomb, Kibadayo. Kibadayo does, like, the Phoenix laser shot. Where, you know, the phoenix turns into a laser and kills him. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, he kills that's, him. Yeah, so he goes down. Back to... Again. Okay. So back to uh, them just being regular old folks. Down in the quarry. Down in the quarry. And Daigo goes over and he finds the smashed pot that had previously contained the cactus that was uh, Michiru. Yeah. He is obviously, like, bummed out about this. But then he sees her, like, sitting on the back of a truck that is driving by. And he says, like, Michiru! He, like, calls after her. And she says, like, you must defeat the Goma or something. Yeah, like, the Goma are making people sad, and you are very kind, and you need to stop them. Oh, yeah, like, that's Like, I right. believe in you, or something it's, like that. You know, it's some, like, general, like, nicety sort of platitude sort of things, right? He watches that truck drive away, and then that truck... To a point, he watches it drive away, Matt. Yeah. And, th- go ahead. Then the truck disappears in, like, a little, like, blink of light. Right! It's not just the Cactus Spirit Girl... The whole truck is gone. So what? was the okay. So the truck was fake, or not fake, but uh, you know, magical. I guess right. So maybe all maybe all of the trucks down there were magical because they were owned by the Goma and operated by the Kotopotoro. Uh, maybe I don't even know, man. <laughs> all, all okay. Let me read to you what I have in my notes. Daiko sure. is sad about Michiro, but she's on a weird truck, and now it's gone. I have that is that is what I have. I have that is as no far idea. as I understand it. <laughs> okay, so we cut away from that, and then we just see the Rangers again sitting enormously unsafely on their jeep. Just driving around the quarry, like, splashing through puddles and having a good time. And as they drive by, we see Kaku, Doshikaku, standing in the background. The first and only time we see him in this episode. Yeah, he doesn't say anything, but then he looks down, and the cactus that is Michiro, Michiru, sorry is in the ground. 
next like to has him. been planted it has been planted in a quarry which doesn't seem like a great place for a cactus but whatever what do we know about horticulture next to nothing and then we get this little i don't think uh kaku says it so much as there's like a uh like a, like a voiceover yeah yeah and he's like Kak- uh, daigo like today your kindness has and saved like these good girls. heart or something like, please keep using your kindness to do stuff. I t- yeah, I, I it's guess something like that. It's all. And then we're done. And then we're finally yeah. done with this episode. Dude, this episode. Which is great. This episode was exhausting. Just exhaustingly weird. Like, not even <laughs> bad. Just so just, hard to follow. Yeah, just bizarre. And what's, and what's weird is I have no recollection of this episode. And I've seen Die Ranger. Huh. Like, I know I must have seen this one. Like, maybe I fell asleep on the couch while I was watching it like a year and a half ago and just never went back to it. But I did not remember any of this. And so I was as in the dark as you were the entire time. Dude, I would not blame your brain for, for trying to forget this one. Um... Okay, so <laughs> what, if you can find one, Dave, is your high point. Um, okay. Here's my high point, Matt. It's a Daigo episode. That's actually, that's a good high point. My high point is that it's a Daigo episode. Daigo's my favorite ranger. Uh, he's great, and we just have it reinforced for us yet again how Daigo is the straight best. Oh, yeah. He is... He's just a stand-up dude. Right. Like, if Daigo was in a job interview and they were like, what's your greatest weakness? He would be like, it's that I care too much. And it would be legit. He would mean it. Right, and they he would, would believe mean it, him. And they would believe him. Because they could see he it would, in his eyes. He would not get that job because he cares too much. Maybe he would get the job. If it's a pet store, pet store job, he would get the job. He cares about all animals, Dave, and plants. And plants. Every living thing Every on living this planet. Thing on Earth, Daigo cares about it. <laughs> okay. Um, so... What is your low point of the episode? Okay, I'm not going to take yours. My low point... Oh, man. Um, I think I got to go with... Again, since I'm not taking the one that you're going to use, I'm going with Disappearing Truck. What? Okay. I feel like Little John in this episode, Matt. Because I just keep... Give me Little John, because I just keep saying what. Uh, oh, I got gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was thinking either of Robin Hood fame or of Big Chuck and Little John fame, who, if you are not from Cleveland, are like old local TV semi-celebrities. You know, they're sort of like local celebrities yeah. that you get. Do you know, I uh, I used to work with Little John's son. I don't know. Yeah, he was a waiter at a restaurant that I worked at. Anyways, so that is my... That's my low point. It just, it didn't make any sense. And you, you took the, the low, low point. So, Matt, what is your high point of this episode? Um, for my high point, I am going to go with... I almost want to give it to the completely insane flashback just because it was so bonkers. Ooh, that is a good one. But I think instead I'm going to give it to the fight with the Code of Proteros that they all had. Because it's just been so long since we've gotten one of those. Fair enough. And I always like them. I like it. So I'm going to, I'll give it a tie. I'll give it a tie between the bonkers thing that I almost liked and the sort of regular thing that I really liked. Okay, Matt. So what is your low point for this episode? 
uh, my low point for this episode is that I felt very uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah, not the whole, whole time, but enough of it. Like, More the show started, like, it started with a, like, you know, a grown man abducting a little girl and saying, I'll be gentle. Yeah. And then it never made that not weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Like, even in, like, the uh, previous episodes where they would, like, break into their rooms and steal their souls and stuff. Like, this one had an extra edge. Yeah, man. It was of, just a little, it was like that next step. That next step yeah. of weirdness. I was deeply uncomfortable. I know we recommend <laughs> that you watch this show a lot, that you, uh, you know, check out the episodes. I don't know if, if I'd watch not, this one. If you're not the sort to be watching all of the episodes with us and you're watching them sort of here and there, uh, give this one a skip. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know that you need one. to watch this one. You miss out on some good Daigo, but, but hey, there are other Daigo episodes. You know what you could do? You could watch the episode where he punches his way out of hell again. Just go back and watch that. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, that's a great moment. Everybody loves that time. Uh, all right, man. I think that's about it, yeah? Yeah, I think we are just about done here. Um, In fact, that is going to do it. Yeah, we are another done. Episode We're of just about Let done. We're done. <laughs> Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you, you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or connect with us on Twitter, we are at supersentibros. If you like our show... And I hope that you do, you even do. after this episode. Even, yeah. Uh, mm. Please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That helps people find the show. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your acquaintances. Don't tell them to listen to this episode. Tell them to listen to a different one. No, no. They should listen to the episodes. We're fine. We oh, were yeah, good. That's true. <laughs> I think. We're always good. We're always good. Um, all right. The Super Sentai <laughs> Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we will see you next week.